cheese and chowder. What's going on, you mother truckers? It's your boys back again with another killer episode. Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast, episode number 17. Yes, sir. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Chowder, Brad Favo, and I am Mr. Cheese, Cody. How are we doing, Brad? Let's do it. I'm all right. Let's, how the hell is this the 17th episode already? We've had a full season. If we had, if it was a game every episode, it would have been a full NFL season or a week every, you know, you know what I'm saying? 17 it's weeks like, in NFL season, like, 17 episodes. It's, it's magic. It's like 17, at least seven, you know, our episodes like hour and a half, two hours maybe. So at least like almost a full probably, day of our lives. Probably, probably around 30. Yeah, I would say it's at least 24 to 30 hours that you guys have listened to our beautiful voices. So thank you for that. And you're welcome as well. Um, yeah, so season four, almost about wrapped up, boys. It's about, we're doing about two episodes a season now. So this is how we're going to do it. But I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, so last one we did was a few weeks ago. We were in about beginning stages of the season, still trying to get a feeling of how it's going to play out. Well, we've got that feeling, and we're going to tell you how to feel about it because we say what we want and you listen, and that's how it works. All right, um, yeah, let's talk about it. So, it's been a pretty interesting season, definitely to say the least. There's been plenty of shit happening that uh we did not see coming uh first off we want to welcome the newest member mr david rude as the new owner of the houston texans so welcome buddy uh everyone's calling you rudy apparently so now you're rudy um and also thank you for taking over for that little stretch when we had the uh issue with the los angeles rams we had an owner going over there yeah he yeah he just had to you know pop pop out and uh deal with some of his own stuff but we're glad he's back and we're glad to have rudy as the new texans owner so look forward to uh hopefully many seasons with you there all right and yeah let's talk about what's going on in uh, season four brad what do we got going on we here? have we have so much to talk about i don't know if you guys better buckle in right now because i am telling you now this is gonna probably gonna be a pretty long one and it's gonna be full of content a lot of meaty stuff in here, so uh, let's get to it. Uh, first, let's start. I'm going to start from top to bottom. Uh, AFC. So many things in the AFC. Who like? There are so many things that we could talk about here. Uh, let's just start with this easy one. The one seed right now, Indianapolis Colts, 13 and one. I feel like nobody's been talking about him this year. He is the defending NFC AFC champion, and he is 13 and one. And I don't think anybody's mentioned anything about him winning this year. And maybe it's just because people expect him to win. But um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on Doe? 13-1. He's got beast mode in Q left this season. Uh, like, what's your expectations for him? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's routine now, and that's probably why he's not being talked about. I feel like Doe has really established himself as uh, an elite player. And, I mean, offensively, I I think – in my opinion, he's overtaken Danny as the best offensive player in the AFC and maybe in 
arguably top three, uh, top two or three in the league right now with uh, with the Saints and maybe one or two others. But yeah, I mean, he's just consistently good right now, and he hasn't had really any hiccups along the way of the last two seasons. I mean, we're talking about, I think last year he only had one loss too. So yeah, he's had just really solid, tremendous um, offense and obviously good enough defense to get the job done. So once again, yeah, he's going to be representing uh, the AFC as the one seed and pretty good, pretty good chance for him to uh, reach that AFC championship once again for what would now be, I think the fourth year in a row. So um, hopefully he's looking to get back to that Super Bowl and maybe get his first W, his first ring uh, for those Colts. What do you think? Uh, and ca- also, in case you guys at home are wondering what his one loss was, it was uh, an absolute beatdown against Weasel Week 7. Weasel defeated Doe 55-14. to 14. Uh, I don't know what happened. I watched a little bit of it, but I can't tell you enough to break it down. But maybe Doe was just off guard because he hasn't really played a tough game in a while or weasel is just that good this year i don't know but i think uh doe definitely woke up after that because he beat steve 57 to 2 the week after uh <laughs> sorry steve uh but no i definitely agree with you i think i think it that was the easy favorite in the afc right now and i think he's definitely gonna be an afc championship game and i say it'd be pretty likely you see him in the super bowl representing the afc and one thing to mention, um, the strength of schedule with those significantly easier, in my opinion, than um, guys like Danny and the AFC West. Now, we'll talk about that, how, you know, it's more of a dogfight in that division. And in some of the other divisions where, obviously, they're all a little closer together. I mean, I've no discredit to Doe. He's, he's far and away one of the best players in the AFC, if not the best consistently. But as you can see against Weasel and things like that, when you start to play tougher competition, you know, maybe he's not going to be as elite in those games or he's not going to come off as elite in those games. Um, Being in the AFC South and now losing out on Rich, who was a pretty decent player when he played his games. um, And now, you know, no offense to to Rudy, but, you know, he hasn't really established himself as a top-tier player yet. Um, It seems like it's even going to be an easier cakewalk for him. moving forward so hopefully it's not the case hopefully Centra gets his shit together and and steps his game up and uh maybe Tendi will you know get one of those patented random wins that he always seems to get (laughs) every year um but yeah otherwise it just seems like there's really no chance for anyone to compete with him in that division but also in the AFC in general uh I think uh, if you go back like three episodes I literally had the same exact conversation with you. We just flipped saying how easy Doe's schedule was. Um, and I think it was probably even harder that year than it is this year with the loss of Rich, although although now he didn't have the chance to play the new guy, I don't believe. But um, Milo on the topic, I guess, could we talk about it? Like, what the hell happened to Centra? Like, the beginning of the Madden I've been saying cycle, it since the beginning. Like, like I think... I've been, asking, like, I've been asking this question the whole time. I have no idea. Like... Let, let me just i did not prepare to talk about this so let's soon but let's let's go into the numbers all right 2019 season one jaguars nine and seven second place in the afc south missing out on the playoffs by a couple like one game i believe and then 2020 season two 
He goes eight and eight. All right, that's a solid, respectable season. Eight and eight. You got rich. that was the year Rich went on fire. Ten won the division. Dove ten and six, and eight and eight. We were sitting there right there, out out of missed the playoffs again. But you know, still five hundred season. Then twenty twenty one comes, and the Jaguars are sitting at four and twelve. He's tied with Tendy, and he's tied with Rich, who was tanking. And I mean, you can argue maybe okay, Central was tanking that year, and he'll be back up season four. Season four comes, and where is he? He's at four and eleven again. What the hell happened? I yeah I I asked the same question and I honestly I, I don't know I don't watch a ton of his games um, I know you know he's he has the potential to be a pretty solid player I'm not sure if he's you know just not into it as much um, he's you know just not focused um, there's definitely a lot of things that it could be and you know I I'm not you know one to root against people so I'm you know I it doesn't please me to see it but yeah something definitely has happened the last two seasons and in my opinion, just overall in Madden 20. And, you know, we, we've seen it a good amount um, in Madden 20. There has definitely been, it's a very different game, and it's even changed a lot just in over the four seasons. Like it, you know, there's been some people that have started out much better than they are now, myself included. Um, so there's definitely a lot, a little bit of a learning curve even, if you, if you might call it that. Um, some people have adjusted much better than others. And I, I guess, yeah, Central is not one of them. Um, his defense, you know, seems to be a little suspect. Um, obviously, he's in a division against Doe, which, you, you know, you're going to lose some points there. That's only two games a year. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You're, you're, and, you know, the AFC in general isn't, you know, besides this year has been somewhat loaded at the top. But, you know, in recent years, it has, wasn't that loaded at the top. So, I mean, um, playing in that yeah. conference doesn't, you know, I, there are some good players. I mean, if you play guys like Danny and Q, and they do have some good offenses. So I guess you you have a harder time. But his offense in general, though, is also not really hasn't been anything special the last um, couple years. So and, and like he's an 85 overall roster. He has Aaron Donald, who's probably the best. He is the best lineman in the game. He's got Juju. He's mm-hmm. got uh, and Aaron Donald is here. like on pace to break another record, I think, for sacks. Like, he's having a really good year, right? It just, yeah, it just doesn't add up. And yeah. and this is, I know we're completely bashing Central right now, and he, and we're just, like, going all the way in against him. Oh, but, did, we, like, oh did we say Centro? Actually, this is all about Tendi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can say the same. But, you know, the thing is, we expect Centro to be good. We don't expect Tendi to be good. True. And Breach. the thing is, we're not we're not bashing you, Centra. We're just rooting for you because we want somebody to compete in the AFC South. Somebody to be over five hundred besides the Indianapolis Colts. We are begging somebody. Maybe Rudy can be the one to save us. But somebody, please give Doe a run for his money. All right. Well let's let me well, let's continue on this path real quick, just to finish it up. Um he did play the AFC West this year and we we're gonna talk about them in a little bit. Um, they definitely are improved and a much stronger division um, than probably in the last two seasons. Uh, he had a nice stretch. He started off one and one, two, three, four, one and nine. He started off one and nine. Yeah. Um, he did have a tough stretch um, at the beginning. Well, at least the first two games against Weasel and Monkey. Uh, Monkey loss was close. He lost to Tendy by a touchdown. Um, he, he, the only f- win in the first 10 games was against the Redskins, um, which I'm not sure who the owner was at that time. I guess it probably was 
uh, Irish Lightning. Um, he played Danny. He played Bundy, who's also had a solid. I mean, he's had a tough schedule this year. Um, he lost big to to Doe a couple times. Um, lost to Bruce. Did beat Tendy and and Rich well in a sim. So it's been a real tough season. But yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can put point your finger on one thing. I don't know what it is, but I know he his attitude is kind of in that ballpark of something's got to change. He's got to, he's got to bounce back, and I agree with that. Yeah. So, so you know, maybe this maybe this off season is the time to do a radical move, and you move yeah. some pieces. You just you know change whatever the you're doing now scheme, is not working. Something. So yeah, you got to do something. Blow it up. Fire the coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, do you wanna do you wanna go Nintendo too? While we're on the topic, eh? Nah, nah. it's fine. He's well, yeah. he's yeah. We've we've given him enough. We'll, we'll take a break. I, I think M- maybe well, later. I, I did I did mention it in chat before um, for people who did not read the chat on Saturday night. Uh, Tendi is pretty impressive. He's gonna finish four and twelve three years in a row. That that's very con- you know consistent. That's a lot of top five picks. In the draft, well, I think sure. uh, just looking at the Titans' daily page, I think I figured out Tendy's problem. His defense, points given up, 29th in the league. Yards given up, 30th in the league. Pass yards, 31st in the league. Rush yards, 31st in the league. So Tendy, stop trying to hit stick every fucking person but carrying the ball. Hit X once in a while, and maybe your defense would not be so bad. Yep, that's probably it. I, a lot of people have that problem. Sometimes they just try to get. Too aggressive. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's uh, let's talk about the Jets. Oh boy, How about, is this the story? Is this the story of the season or what? Like, I mean, we we talked a good a minute a good bit about him last episode because I think he started off four and zero, uh, and maybe five and zero even. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of them. I mean, I felt like I was skeptical even last episode, and I was like, it's not going to last. I don't think this is going to be, you know. Uh, uh, one of those seasons, but uh, he ended up going four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, is that ten and oh? No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine and oh before his first loss. First loss, and by the way, uh, the New York Jets, Mr. Bundy was the last undefeated team in RML this season. His first loss was week 11 against Motherload, losing 17 to 7. Um, and then second loss to me after beating Brad. I think that's the highlight of your Madden 20. It was probably one of the better <laughs> better wins. I uh, I was feeling pretty good after that one. Then then it just went to shit again. Um, but yeah, and then he lost again to Motherload. So Motherload has his number this year. Two losses. Luckily, he has already wrapped up the AFC East division. So he's clinched that. He's going to get a... Uh, cherished home playoff game and uh, looking at the number two seed right now behind uh, Doughboy. So, and it's pretty much all wrapped up um, depending on uh, technically I haven't checked the, the tiebreaker between Raiders and Jets, but if Jets wins his week 16 game, he will obviously clinch. And uh, uh, he, he does play first round the clear, week 17. You mean? The Browns, yeah. And, yeah, one, yeah. So you can pretty, you know, no offense to the Browns. Uh, who knows? Maybe something will happen. Maybe but it's a trap I, game. Well, he yeah. could probably rest, but he probably doesn't want to rest his starters. Yeah, you, you want that? You want first that round bye? Yeah, you definitely. For, and to go from missing the playoffs multiple years 
to a first round buy. That's pretty impressive, like, uh, like, even in the AFC. Uh, let's quickly take a look at where the Jets have came from. Mm-hmm. And season three, seven and nine, in that crazy finish to that division where everybody finished under 500. So it's like par for the course, but still seven and That's nine. That's not seven the first nine. year. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going backwards now. I know. Because that's where I started. See, season two, he was eight and eight. And then 2019, season one, he was four and 12. So he, he's improved. He had four and 12, then eight and eight, then seven and nine. So in the ballpark. And then I don't know, it's just amazing the growth from season three to season four, 12 and three. Probably going to be 13 and three. And uh, I, I know I talk shit to Bundy all the time in chat and stuff. And uh, I don't know if he listens to podcast or not, but I have a ton of respect for what the Jets are doing over there in New York. And the way he's built that roster has been amazing. He's got an amazing roster. And I think that's the biggest reason why he's like, and he even admits that he isn't the best user. Um, I mean, Aiden, Aiden from what works. I've heard is that's what's putting him over the edge, though. Is I feel like from what everyone has been saying is his defense and his user have been just controlling the game and uh, taking over now. So seems like that's been mostly the case. I mean, but his uh, his, his offense obviously is playing and, pretty well yeah. too. But yeah. I think, and then speaking of his offense, and this is kind of a good segue, uh, Olin Howry. So remember the the one part of the Howry brothers yeah. around the Dolphins. He is having a, a phenomenal year. And uh, let's just take a quick look. Eight, 1,850 yards this year, 18 touchdowns so far. And uh, pretty similar numbers, more touchdowns this year than last year. Uh, he is a beast. And come playoff time, this is the exact guy you want on your team. He's going to be like what Derrick Henry was to the in-real-life Titans. Ellen Howry is a beast. And, you know, in those cold games in the playoffs, the Jets get a home game at the bye. You are not going to want to tackle Olin Howry. He has that X factor. Where he can't fumble, which is really annoying. And uh, it's called protective custody. And he's got, and he's got arm bar. The defenders are not going to want to tackle this guy. Bundy should just run this guy to the ground the whole game. And I think, honestly, Bundy could make a run in the AFC playoffs. It's going to be tough against these elite competition. But if this is if this is the time, watch out, people. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, if he gets that first round by, and let's say Danny is the three seed, uh, and Danny, you know, let's say he beats him, it'll be a interesting matchup between Danny and Bundy uh, in that divisional round. Um, I'm assuming Bundy probably doesn't want to see that. He would hope, you know, something else happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an impressive season. If you look at his defense, too, I mean, he's got two players with over 24 sacks right now through Week 15. Miles Garrett and Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker at the D tackle with 30 sacks. (laughs) That is incredible. It's cheese. (laughs) That is, I don't understand how that's possible. I mean, that's like Aaron Donald's up the middle, but I'm pretty sure people have been playing him on the edge anyway. So, yeah, uh, I mean, like, like I said, defense, obviously. And I know he's got a, a younger um, Bradley Otten, the middle linebacker, superstar, yeah, yeah, 27 trigger. years old. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge move for him, obviously. I mean, his user skills have always kind of been there, but to have a, a really solid, well-rounded I mean that's a that's a young that's a basically Luke Keekley right there. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's like a you know young Luke Keekley. If he keeps developing, he he will easily be one of the best middle linebackers in the game. Definitely, uh, just what a great roster he has, and there's just like star superstar superstar on the team, 
And like you said, you mentioned the youth, and that's the thing. It's not like, oh, he's one of these teams like uh, the Falcons or the Bengals in RML when we started, where they have all these X-Factors and superstars, but they're all older guys, older veterans that are going to lose a ton of speed the next season or just retire. He's got young talent on this team. So the biggest, the biggest concern might be cap space in the next couple of years, but right now that is not a concern to the Jets and you know, I'm sure they're focused on getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, it's all about win now, baby, and that's that's where he's at. And uh, he's hoping to keep on trucking. All right, moving on. Let's uh, talk about some other guys here. The uh, well, the AFC West. We kind of mentioned them a little bit. Oh boy, let's go ahead and talk okay. about this, this crazy. This buck, like, buckle up, buckle up again. Get another seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Strap in, folks. Yeah, so AFC West uh, right now is, yeah, it's it's another close battle. Um, we haven't seen all four teams in it like this in a while, I feel like, um, especially because Vic hasn't been playing up to his his potential the Vic, last Vic, few seasons Vic, before Vic this. Back, Vic is back, baby. Yes, sir. Big Dick Vic back in the house with his big dick. And, yeah, I mean, he's... I can't believe we're saying this. Big Dick Vic is still in contention for the AFC West division title. You heard it, folks. We're going into week 17 very soon, and Victor is still alive for the AFC West division. This is not a joke. This is not a test. Sound the alarms. This is awesome. So Vic is sitting at 10-4-1. That fucking tie is going to haunt him forever i'm sure but it could be it could be a blessing or it could be the death of mr big dick <laughs> and is you guys are going to want to tune in whether it be a sunday night monday night or tuesday night whenever the oakland raiders play at the los angeles chargers yeah we haven't yes. even set it up so they it play each other week 17 people it is a playoff game for the division for Victor, if he wins, he wins the division and gets a top four seed. I believe he would be the three seed. I believe I'm not sure. Let's see. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, he'd be, uh, yeah, he'd be the three seed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the uh, yeah the AFC North winner is going to be yeah. less than that. So yeah, so Vic, Vic's and, at ten four and one. Danny's at eleven and four. That's the this where we're at right now. So Danny what, has to win. And what makes it even crazier is if Vic loses, good chance he doesn't even make the playoffs at all. Yeah, that's wild. That's where that tie really hurts him a lot because um, Chiz is right behind him at nine five and one, and he does hold the tiebreaker. Um, he did beat Vic. Uh, they they tied each other in the division, and then Chiz won the other matchup, so he holds that division tiebreaker. So if unless Unless something happens with a few other teams, this is this is a win and in or losing your out situation for Vic, which is one and and the win and in is for the division, not even a win and in for the wild card. So I don't feel I feel like this doesn't happen very often, not just with Vic, but with playoff teams in general. A win and in to secure the division or lose and you might not even make the playoffs. That's very very interesting and very crazy um so the broncos at nine five and one the chiefs are nine and six they're basically all but done 
they don't really have a shot because the other wildcard teams, the Bills and the Dolphins, are at 10 and 5. So regardless of what happens to those, um, it's very unlikely. I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated yet, but it doesn't look like the Chiefs are being going to make the playoffs. Um, the Broncos play Tendi uh, in Week 17, so almost a write-in win, as we all know. So <laughs> that is going to make it, yeah. Unless unless Tendi can pull off some magic, uh, which you know you know Vic is rooting for that to happen, just in case he doesn't beat Danny. Um, then he might still have a shot at that playoff spot. But that's a huge matchup, and uh, thank the Madden gods for that one. So Victor versus Danny, AFC West, division on the line. It's going to be a fun one. Probably coming in a, a day or two, maybe even the day you're listening to this, uh, or maybe it already happened. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, excited looking out for that one. That's going to be pretty interesting. Just good to see Vic back in um, – Back in the hunts again, even, you know, I would, I always root for Vic to, you know, do well. I feel like the league is generally better when he is doing well. So, so while, while we're on the topic and we haven't really talked about Q at all because he has kind of a harder path for a couple of reasons because he plays Doe week 17, which is an True. issue for him. But also if he makes the playoffs, it's going to have to be over like two or three tiebreakers with other teams. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a long story, but nine and six. Kansas City is in the last place in the AFC West. Is this the best division ever in football history or RML history? Um, it's up there, but the fact that the winner might only have 11 wins um, is it doesn't make it the best. I mean, there has been but how, divisions how, I, that I have been that, more top-heavy. But that's the only way that that can happen, that this can happen, I believe. True, because right? they beat up on like each six, other. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, everybody is... Like four games over five hundred. That does no one, not yeah, happen. Yeah, no one will finish below five hundred. Everyone will be. And it's not, it's not even like they're. Yeah, it's not even like. Not even a, a regular yeah. eight and eight. Yeah, that's it. Is pretty wild. I, I think. I think from top to bottom it might. Be what if they all get ten wins? How crazy would that be if Chiefs somehow if Q beats Doe, and obviously Bronco. Well, you know, Danny that's all it needs to happen because yeah. Broncos is going to beat Tendi most likely. So, if Q can beat Doe, they will all secure a ten-win season. And likely, maybe all of them might still miss the playoffs except one. <laughs> could you how wild could you imagine, would that be? Could you imagine that? Four 10-win teams. That would be so insane. Yeah, this, this I, I kind of hope that happens. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait for weeks. Because that's like the opposite. Because imagine winning 10 games, not even make the playoffs, and then you see last year almost a six-win or a seven-win team in the AFC East. Yeah, seven and nine AFC East. Yeah. Well, the Dolphins were the twice. Champ. It's happened twice in three years. That's just, it's insane. It's, oh, man. It's uh, wild. I, I can't it's wait for Week man. 17 to come. And it's the wild, wild West. West. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, well, while we're speaking of crazy divisions, like, we've shit on the AFC East a ton, but what the hell happened in a good way? Yeah. Look at this. We're talking about... Crazy. Four ten win three, you know, at least four ten win teams in the AFC yeah. West. We can have th- we have three te- ten win teams mm-hmm. in the AFC East. I'd have three eleven win teams. It's just uh, I, I give props for to Motherload and Bills to really turn this around. Motherload's always been solid, and he's been good. But seven and nine has been his cap, and eight and eight I believe one year. But ten and five, like that's good. You know, you're a good he always seems to hover. Five. 
he always seems to hover around wherever the division leader is. So if the division's not doing that great, then he, you know, he'll just win it barely. But now the division's doing good. He's like, oh, well, shit, I got to step it up. And that's why he beat Bundy twice. I mean, two of Bundy's three losses are against Mabalo. But yeah, so Miami at 10 and 5, Buffalo at 10 and 5 also. Um, those two, I think we know the tiebreaker between those, or do we not remember if we looked that up? Um, regardless, that's right, one of, between Miami and Buffalo, I think Miami uh, has a tiebreaker, right? I yeah, Miami has a one, the, Miami one of them, one of them won swept, both games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They swept, they swept Bills. I believe I think is Miami six and zero against um, their division. Yeah, he went six and zero. How about that? Yeah. Motherload six and zero. And so, you know that's you know North went zero and six. Most most uh, years it'd be like oh six and zero AFC East, but he swept Bundy, who was twelve and three. Bundy's yeah. two of and three Bills. losses are against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's I just said I just said that. Uh, I, I am. I was. I was distracting. I was doing uh, some other research. It's okay, buddy. All right. The uh, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, but that also goes to show you, Mavalod is ten and five. He went six and zero against his division. That means he only went four and five. Against the anyone else outside yeah, of the that's a valid concern, but like it's not like you beat up on bad teams in the division. So it's no, like they've at been the same better. time, but also who do they play outside of the division this year? It's probably uh, looks like well, he, did, he does have NFC, a NFC losses. North. They played us. Yeah, he lost to C Cop. Me and looks oh, like a- AFC well, North. And actually, that's my week yeah, one. Yeah. Week one, Motherload should have beat me. Like he missed a field a twenty six yard field goal in overtime. Because of the uh, I iced the kicker, and mm-hmm. then he should have won that. So he, you know, he he could be eleven and four right now, really, if he won yeah. that game. And there's probably another one in there that he probably yeah. should have won too. He probably could be up there with with Bundy. Yeah, he only lost to Doe by one point, forty-one forty last week. So wow. something Merch. about motherload. Oh wow, Doe Do actually overcame the motherload curse for once. <laughs> That's crazy. He's probably banking on that win too. Wow. That's probably the first time in years I feel like that Doe that Doe has actually beat Motherlove. But uh he did in the playoffs last year, no? Well, I'm saying in the right in the regular season mostly. Um remember that was a kind of a thing. He always had Motherlove had Doe's number. But I guess he kind of took care of that last year anyways. Uh yeah, the uh the Dolphins though looking pretty good for a playoff spot again, which would be their fourth straight year. Not going to win the division. So first time, he was a three-time division champ, Motherload. But now the, the Bundy has taken that crown from him. But still a good shot if he wins uh, against the Bears, against Seth in Week 17. I believe he clinches uh, that division playoff spot since he already has the division tiebreaker over Buffalo. And one, one other team, I don't remember. Uh, I think it was... Well, it wouldn't be Kansas City would already be out, so it would be Denver or Los Angeles. I think he has it over one of them. So it gets too complicated with these ties and all these yeah, teams in the same range. Lot. There's yeah, a lot that can happen. A lot of tiebreakers, but basically the situation is if Motherload beats Seth, he clinches a wild card spot, and um, if Buffalo would need Miami to lose to Seth and a win, and then. Buffalo would clinch a wild card spot as well. Buffalo might still have a wild card spot. I haven't checked, 
um, even if Miami wins. But he would need. He, he needs actually help. no. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Because remember, um, Chargers would have would be. Chargers or Danny would have the other spot. So, uh, I don't think. Uh, he could still get the other yeah, spot. Yeah, he could still. Yeah, he could still. If if Mavolo loses and he wins, he would get the other spot. Because, wouldn't he? I believe unless, so. It, it, unless Denver, I guess Denver would be the only other. But he would only be ten and five in one. Yeah, so, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So Bills can ease. Bill, if Bills wins and Miami. Bills loses, plays. He, Bills he plays. Yeah, Bills plays the Lions. Yeah. Okay. So Miami and Bills, they're basically both fighting. Um, they need each other to lose. Well, Miami just needs to win. And they're in. Bills needs Miami to lose and a win against Brad. Um, and we'll talk about Brad's situation. He's probably not going to be resting his players or anything like that. Oh, we'll he see. might though. He doesn't. Really I, have I, to I don't have anything to play for, and I don't. Yeah, like, I really cannot afford an injury. I might even be sitting my player week 16 against Seth. Oh, boy. Tank. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm literally locked into the four seed. But we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, sure. You can't be. Okay. Anyway. So that's the situation with the AFC wild card. So, yeah, Miami winning in. Buffalo needs Miami loss and a win. And Seth, or not Seth, Vic and Danny are battling for the division. And the loser, well, the loser might still have a spot pretty pretty uh confident that one of those teams will be represent the other side so well, that's that's what it looks like right now for <laughs> well hopefully you guys got something out of that yeah it, it uh, seems kind of complicated and it probably is super dumb to yeah. listen to when not looking at anything it's like uh who yeah cares? so we, we suggest pulling up the dead leaks page while you listen to this and then yeah. maybe kind of follow along a little bit of what we're trying to figure out but it, it helps to know your situation and what, you know, if you want to know what you have to do if you're listening or what someone else has to do or, you know, just if you're just interested in the league in general. Um, last division, AFC, we'll talk about the AFC North. Um, right now, it is led by the Steelers at 8-6. and six. Uh, Here's the situation. It is, it's less complicated than the wildcard for sure, but it is still a little complex. Uh, the Steelers need to... Their their situation is pretty easy actually to get in. If he if Bruce beats Han, he's in. That's it. Week sixteen. It's happening. I think tomorrow Sunday, night. Sunday, Sunday night. night. Well, tonight. Sunday I night. Guess. Yeah. Sunday whenever night. anyone listens to this, probably Sunday. It so that may have already happened by the time you listen to this. But if Bruce beats Han, he's in. He he clinches he the, division. the division. And the beast mode beast mode is eliminated from playoffs. Beast mode's only chance is to win the division right now. He's already eliminated from the wild card. If Beast Mode, the only way Beast Mode can get it is to win out, obviously. And Steelers would need to lose to Han. And obviously, if he lost up the second game, then Beast Mode clinches. Um, if for some crazy thing happens where Bruce loses to Han and wins his last game, which is against Snorts, Snorts New England, they'll both be tied at 9-7 and if, if Beast Mode wins out. At that point... Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Because we've literally looked at every single tiebreaker metric there is. And, well, not all of them. Obviously, we would have an answer. But all of them that we could do with within realistic time. And all of them are tied. <laughs> literally everything. The division record would be tied. The conference record would be tied. The common games would be tied. So at that point, you're looking at strength of victory or 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 um, record of teams that you beat or something like that, which we don't even know if Madden does that. 
So it's probably just going to be a coin toss or whatever team won their last game or I don't know, whoever beat the other person better. I don't know. So at that point, it's a toss up and we're not going to even try to guess. But basically, the main situation is Bruce needs to beat Han in this very next game and he's in. If not, then uh, Beast Mode still has a chance. That's all we know. Uh, uh, kind of crazy. I know we've talked about we talked about Beast Mode quite a bit on the podcast, and he was kind of your guy uh, last year. Or uh, you know, the whole you've been on yeah the bandwagon the whole time. I, I started training. and yes, uh, and I was going to quickly look pull up Beast Mode's past seasons here. If you give me a second, a last up, year a little up and down. Last year, Ravens were thirteen and three. This year, he is at seven and seven. What happened? Well, um. I know he started off pretty weak. Remember, he had it was like 0-4. Yeah. So he had a rough start. I think he he's having some offensive issues. I remember talking to him Oof. in DMs and stuff. 30, so. 32nd in passing yards. Yeah, definitely his off-passing game. I know he said he's been trying to work on some stuff, so maybe it's been working a little bit better. His defense is still pretty elite. I mean, he's still in a plus, plus 39 for points for and against. So for a guy that's 500, that's pretty good. He's only allowed 243 points in 14 games. That's, you know, like 16, 17 points a game. So, yeah, I mean, his defense is still there. I feel like his offense is just not keeping up, and that's kind of my situation as well. Um, But, I mean, he's went 7-3 in the last 10 games, I think, or maybe even better than that. So, um, Yeah, he's definitely been on a comeback. Improved a little bit. You know, know, he's at least still in the running for a shot at that division, which is something. But, yeah, it has been a little up and down. But it's, a little, it's just a little like, bit more inconsistent than he would like. Just, like, quickly scanning over his schedule. It's like, if you if you can't win when you only allow 12 points, you can't expect much. Or even, he allowed 10 points week two versus Bruce, and he lost 10 to three. Like, if you can only score Yikes. three points, like, what yeah. do you expect? You know, you can't expect to be over, you know, be a playoff team. Yeah, so. that's and that's very interesting because Bruce isn't really known for having a really good defense i think that's more on on beast mode just not playing up to his potential right there but um talking about the ravens having to win out first first game he has to play though is against doe so i mean already I, a pretty big but, pretty big you uh, know that's kind of that's an interesting matchup and i they fly last year in the playoffs i believe and mm-hmm. um but it's just kind of like because doe has a very top tier offense and obviously beast mode has a very good uh, defense, so it kind of, I think it kind of, I mean, if you look at his ranking, it's not great this year. It's like up in like ninth, ninth in points allowed, but twentieth in passing yards allowed. But you know, that's Joe's defense. Yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe Let's there's see. something for maybe B Smoke, and I don't don't have enough to play for right up. now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So maybe B Smoke can sneak in, but he still needs help from Bruce losing. So yeah, he needs help from Han big time, who is two and twelve. <laughs> and on an 11 game losing streak. Oof. So, that's, hey, Han, might want to step it up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another one, but we don't have enough time to talk about all the shitty teams in RML. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, all right, so. Uh, we'll just address all of you. Get better. <laughs> yeah. Get better. Get good. Get good. Get good. Yes. All right, NFC. Is it finally time for the NFC? Let's we do were, it. We were NFC. like 40 minutes into the podcast, and we were just about to get to the NFC. Only 40 minutes? Oh my gosh. This is. <laughs> So fast. All right. So uh, first thing I'm going to start with here, uh, top of the, I was going to talk about the NFC playoffs right now, and then we'll kind of branch out a little bit based on what we're talking about. And uh, this is kind of a good lead. So the number one seed right now, New Orleans Saints, Sarve at 13 and one, 
and the number two seed right now is Tillman with the Seattle Seahawks at 12 and 2. And as fate would have it, they play each other this week. Oh and maybe maybe they played each other by the time you guys hear this. I don't know. They are scheduled Sunday night, I believe I heard. I heard from uh, my sources. Maybe an NFC Championship preview? Sunday night football. And yeah, but this game is big for seeding. Uh, Saints 13-1. and one. If they lose to Tillman, it'd be 13-2 and two and 13-2. And, and obviously Seahawks would have tiebreaker then. So that jumps the Seahawks into the one seed. And that could lead to them losing even weasel could even sink into two seed possibly um but that might be easier if tillman loses to the saints anyways but we got a big game that you guys should tune into seahawks and saints obviously going to be a big preview game like you said and uh my uh well uh i have so many questions here about these two and just nfc players in particular but one thing i'm going to start with new Orleans saints 13 and one one loss is to me somehow i don't know how uh, is Sarv legit? Do you think that he is like the Super Bowl favorite, NFC favorite right now? Like, where do you stand on Sarv? Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's proven that he definitely has is legit, but uh, I don't know yet if it's how the team is stacked. I mean, obviously, it's been built really well, and obviously, it's been really well developed because they've had so much success, but. I don't know if one leads to the other or if it's one is kind of carrying the other. Uh, I feel like the team definitely helps having that good of a team. I'm not sure if he's, you know, um, that good of a player without a great team, but I still feel like he is a top five, top 10 player in the league. And uh, we haven't talked about him as much as we probably should because he, I mean, since coming to the league, I think he only has uh, one or two losses total in two seasons which is pretty impressive. Or I guess mm-hmm. it's not two. It's one season. This is the first season, right? Um, I, I think he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because no, of the whole yeah, 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 situation. Year. Yeah. So this is still his first season, but going 13-1 and one in your first season, you know, it's no joke. This is It's difficult to even go in any season, so yeah. let alone your first in RML. So. I, I don't get how I'm the only loss, by the way. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, you played well. It's kind of crazy. I think that... And that was kind of like I spent all my energy that game and then i've just been terrible ever, ever since that game yeah you have and, you have uh, your clutch wins not here and yeah, now again, here and so, there. so hopefully i'll uh, hopefully i get some magic coming but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah they're um they're the saints are no joke right now and i feel like and everyone should be should be scared to play them do you think they're the the scariest team in the nfc or do you well, th- would that be tillman or weasel well, i think i don't i think this week should tell us a lot like, you know, may- maybe both of them are going to have this strategy of not giving away too much, and maybe they'll play very differently because they know they're going to face each other in the playoffs. You know, you kind of save mm-hmm. things in your back pocket for mm-hmm. when it when it actually counts. And, you know, that's something I would do if I was in their position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is definitely going to give me a better barometer of judging how good Sarv is because we all know Tillman's skill level. Um, so that's where I stand, but... It's just been very impressive to see what Sarf has done. It doesn't matter what roster you have to go 13 and one in RML in this league and the elite talent that we have in this league. And he didn't even have that easy of a schedule. It's no matter. I don't care what roster you have. It's it's elite talent user. And from what I've seen, I don't think he's even using Omar Payne as much as some of you know the yeah, recent he, owners. He he's using he's, the uses his a backup running back. Yeah. He's definitely Frederick Applewhite has 105 carries this year. 
Yeah, so it's not like he's two over a thousand yard rushers on his team. Yeah, one with two thousand and one with one thousand. Thirty-three touchdowns combined, and and he's got a good amount of passing yards too. He he split quarterbacks. He tried Minshew for a couple games. I don't know that because of an injury or just because he sat him. Um, Yeah, but you know, it's a very balanced attack. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, it's impressive. That team is is pretty stacked. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, they have so many weapons. They're like the Chiefs this year. I mean, they just—it's unbelievable when you look at them. And their their defense is still. I mean, he has two guys that have double-digit picks. Um, his free safety and Devin Bush. So, I mean, he's obviously has a good user, and his defense is up there. And that obviously is a huge factor in being able to win but he's winning blowouts like all the time so yeah i feel like he's just taking over for what feels like every saints owner has done so far so Mm -hmm. it's not nothing new and i feel like that's kind of why no one really talks about it a whole lot but yeah i mean he definitely isn't in the chat a whole as much as some of the other previous guys who've been on that team no but he'll show, he'll show his face though he'll show no he's not he's not like tillman or anything he definitely he definitely talks enough and when he wants to so mm-hmm. when he wants to be heard but yeah he's he's the real deal so far i mean we'll see what happens against tillman that'll be a very interesting matchup <laughs> for uh, the, play, the playoffs coming forward and speaking of tillman i feel like we've had this conversation before is this finally the year that tillman shows us who we think he is you mean as far as winning it all? Or just or, even making the NFC champion? I don't think he's made the NFC championship yet, right? Yeah, I mean, Madden 20 has been different for Tillman because Madden 19, he was he was elite. and he I mean, he's still like, elite, obviously, but... Last year, he lost to Kunk in the first the round, big 22 Yeah, the big games for him have just not been there, and I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I'm not sure if it's just everyone else... Um, kind of stepping it up because they know it's Tillman and kind of, you know, just wanting to play better. I will say his, the style that he plays is very different than most people who are very successful. Wouldn't you agree? Um, He doesn't have, I mean, he's very good on offense, but it's not like an electric light you up offense, like Dandy and Doe and Sarve. It's, it's very balanced. It's, you know, run the ball, control the ball, don't turn it over kind of, that kind of offense and he relies a lot on his defense versus you know some of the other guys are much more deep bombs you know big play kind of guys you know what i'm saying i yeah i agree but he's also got lamar jackson at 3,709 passing yards this year and then he's got and lamar jackson is closing in on a thousand yards rushing this this season in rml and he he's got a thousand yard running back in daryl henderson right now um, Lamar Jackson is very scary in the open field in this Madden. I, I just got my ass beat by Tillman two weeks ago, and I was very frustrated after. And uh, I may or may not have another wall in my hole, a hole in my wall because of it. Uh, but no, Lamar yeah, also has ten fumbles. Keep that. Yeah, in mind. no, that that is a thing, that's a and that's factor. what that's another that's another thing I was getting frustrated because I hit sticked him like six times, like just Tillman in general, his players. I literally hit sticked him six times, and I did not force a single fumble. So I was getting. Very frustrated by that. But, no, that is another risk that Tillman takes when he runs with Lamar, and that's something that helped me beat him in previous seasons. But he held, he, he was very careful with him against me. And uh, he'll he'll save the read options for big situations and when you don't expect it. Yeah, it's like the real-life real life Seahawks with Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Kind of. 
So, I mean, it doesn't yeah, but, strategy. But, but if you look at his receivers, I mean, none of his guys really average more than 18 yards a catch. So if you look at just, you know, the big play kind of thing I was talking about, I still feel like, yeah, he might have some here and there. And he's he gets a lot of yards, but I feel like a lot of that is more to oh. credit his defense for no. giving him the ball a lot. Yeah, you know? no, so always, He's always on offense with the ball and he keeps moving it, but he's not like a huge big play deep no, threat guy. Yeah, exactly. He'll definitely like nickel and dime you on offense. He won't really go deep that much. And, and uh, that's why, and that's why I feel like when he's in the playoffs and I'm trying to figure out, connect some dots to figure out why he's not. Yeah. Why, why? Yeah. Why and I think that might have something to do with it because against elite defenses, which you're going to see more of obviously in the playoffs, because it's hard to be a playoff team in, especially in this league without having a, at least a really good defense. Um, you start, it's harder to, to move the ball like that versus, you know, being more reliant on big play guys. And I think everybody's going to be prepared for Lamar in the playoffs. And like, you know, these guys know how to do adjustments and stuff and spy, you know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to spy on him and sometimes I get caught up with my adjustments and I'm not quick enough and stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. He's definitely not an easy game, but I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I definitely root for him. To answer your question, I, I do think, I feel like if any if any year it will be this year. I feel like he's been surprisingly even quieter than usual. Like I feel like he's kind of just rumbling and waiting in the background, just waiting to explode and finally kind of um, focus in and and really go after it this year. Now uh, you might see something you know that you haven't seen before. Maybe he's got some tricks up his sleeve this year. You know some some more different types of schemes. Uh, for the big games, like you said, I, I don't think he wants to show his hand, you know, to anybody, especially Sar, if he's going to be, you know, meeting him up later in the NFC playoffs. So I really um, hope, I, I mean, if, if there's one guy I want to see succeed, you know, it, I feel like I want to, you know, obviously it's not me and I don't want you to win. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it could definitely be the year, but he definitely has to, you know, he's got to play sound and he has to have, a near perfect game, which is hard to do in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think another um, person or team that might be an obstacle for Tillman is the New York Giants and Weasel sitting yeah. at twelve and three right now in the three seed. Tillman, I mean, Weasel's having a phenomenal year, and that might be an understatement. He's uh the stats are ridiculous if you look at them uh, for Josh Allen and his rookie running back. You know, Derrick Henry's been the on one the I bench. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Mm. And uh, 4,941 passing yards for Josh Allen. And yeah. 40, 47 touchdowns. Still a game to go. That's uh, crazy. He has two receivers that are going to be 1,500 yards, uh, more than 1,500 yards. Uh, t- and one of them's a tight end, no fan. But if you look at the rest of his team, 400 yards is the next best. That's crazy. So he... I mean, if you guys want to know how to stop uh, Weasel, it's Birmingham or Noah Fant. Those are the guys. He's throwing to them all the time. But that's the thing. It's hard to you have uh, to pick. You careful. have to pick one yes. to use her. So you better hope your cover, your corner can cover Birmingham, or you have good safety. And if you're going to cover Fant, you better you know have pretty good user skills as well. So. Yeah, each of them has 17 touchdowns. Too. I I do have to get I give Rizzo a ton of credit for his uh, strategy and his team building and stuff. But 
like Weasel is the guy I have to game plan for the most. Like I'll I'll literally make a game plan before I play Weasel mm-hmm. and have it mapped out uh, and like study his film and stuff. Like I literally will sit down and watch his film and make a game plan because yeah. he's so good at like finding something that works and doing it the whole season and stuff. And yeah. you never know if he's gonna. He but just, he can it, change it up quickly. Yeah, he he he, he changes up mid game. So you yeah. always have to be on your toes and if he knows something, out. if you see something that you're taking away that's not working, he'll adjust. And he knows the game so 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 well, like it's unreal. I've never seen anyone with so much knowledge of a video game like like he has. Like it's crazy. I feel like he obviously plays it a lot, but it it's I don't know him. But there's a few guys in this league that are like that, of course. But he's one of them that just you know that he knows all the ins and outs, all the tricks, all the everything that you can do, good or bad, and he studies it like, like a religion. So it's, I mean, it's it's impressive. And the fact that he was kind of, you know, trailing Monkey early on uh, in, in NFC East and everyone was kind of worried like, if, if Weasel would even make the playoffs. I mean, but the thing was, is, was there ever any real doubt? Exactly. That, that was the thing. Like, everybody knew that he was going to beat monkey twice. Like everybody knew he was going to win the division. Like people might've said, like, oh, yeah, it was, it, it was we, inevitable. Everyone was joking like, Oh my God, weasel might not make it. And everyone slowly like in the back of their head, like, okay, come on. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Speaking of Josh Allen though, the other Josh Allen, he has two of them on his team, by the way, uh, the defense of Josh Allen has 24 sacks. So he's obviously uh, a big fan of Josh Allen's. Yeah, uh, you, think that ever gets, really well. you think that ever gets confusing in the locker room? Well, one of them's black and one of them's white. Oh. <laughs> but so I would say like... black Josh Allen. Oh. Hey, black, hey, black Josh Allen. <laughs> hey, white Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh. yeah. All right. Wild. That's, uh, that's wild, wild weasel. All right. So, I mean, but the funny thing is, like, as much like weasel is obviously a three seed right now, but like, you could even argue that he is the favorite. Like, with his roster and all the stupid X factors he had, he seems like he has, he has a new X factor. He has like a new X factor every week. Pop, it's it ridiculous. Is. He does. But like, he knows, like, like you said, could you could argue that he is the team to beat, even though his record doesn't say so. Like, I mean, it's not a bad record. I mean, it's right up no, there. I know, but he's he's still third. He's. I would say he's one of the more dangerous for sure. I mean, he's just he's hard to beat, and his he's really he's very good. I mean, that's all you can really say. He's just very good. He's completing 70% of his passes. That's another... I think... That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, also, I'm kind of... Having a good run game. I mean, he has both Hayward and Derrick Henry still. Like, mm-hmm. he can still attack you with Henry on power runs. Like, and he, and he can run with Josh Allen. Like, if he, you know, needs to pick up well, the first time. Well, th- I'm going to go on a quick rant here. This is the biggest issue with not being able to lose Dev in this Madden. Like mm-hmm. you can just have this guy. This Tillman's been doing the same thing with Kendall Bishop. He's not been playing him because yeah. you dev your backup running back, and then you have two superstars at X Factors. So if they're tired, you just put, plug another one. That is the biggest issue with not being able to lose Dev. Like somebody could have four X Factor running backs by the end of this Madden cycle. And oh, and know, don't forget one other thing. Um, all of his defense, or like a, a ton of his guys, just got plus twenty more morale. <laughs> So all of his like, guys like, just got how, like two overall points better. How does because he get stuff? 
Because he yeah, I don't even know I how that happened. I clinched the playoffs too. I don't get that shit. Yeah, like, and how, I've how never seen do, anyone how does he do the playoffs this? and get that. Like he he must does he have, have like a like, special coaching thing. He must have like twenty leagues, like offline leagues that he just tests shit like all day. Oh, you know it. That's definitely like, happening. I I could just envision. I just see him sitting in his on his couch. Yes, he, he has it like written. Like, you know how many notebooks he's got filled <laughs> out? Oh my god, dude! I can't even imagine. Okay, look at. I'm gonna count how many guys are at 99 morale. Like, like remember uh, season two or one? He like signed Terrell Suggs like week 17. He got like a morale boost because of that in the playoffs. He has 11, <laughs> 11 players, an entire offense or defense worth of players at 99 morale. And, and you know, and this is why he makes like one-handed catches and triple coverages against me. That's insane. It really is. It's like, just like team building wise. It's it's. It's really something else. Like, like, I mean, you have to give him props for it, and it's frustrating because we get beat because of it. But like, you have to like when you play Weezer, you have to beat him, like the user. But then you have to also overcome the roster, the CPU X factor, yeah, right? The morale, the one, all yeah, the one on ones, the 50 You just you have to know like you're gonna lose circus catches to him. You're yeah, gonna you have can't to... always. You you can game plan as much as you want. You can play. You can use your play as much as you want. But you're still controlling a guy that you're not. You're not him. So the game still has uh, a roll of the dice factor, and he, he's built a team that is going to win most of those dice rolls a lot of the time. And they're not even that old. That's what's wild. Like he's got a young, still a lot of young, really good guys. It's just, it's yeah. Just to to know that someone can do this, and like to know that you know you could do, you know, you and me could do these moves. But we don't think about it because you know they're just so like, out who, there. Who has that time? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Props to him though. I mean, like yeah, I said, he probably yeah. he, it's a religion for him. Yeah, you got to props for the commitment. Yeah, like oh man, it's just looking at his team. It's it's. But here's the thing. Okay, this is if you can't win with this team, then you're not going to win. This you're is not going to win this is, the game. This is this is going to be my next point. When we talk about like who we pick or something like that. Has he? I might, has I might he? Save it for has that. he ever won? A Super Bowl in any match, yes. any RML apparently, match. apparently he's won not in arm out, but he's been he's won two Super Bowls in some other league. I don't know how good the league was, but I've okay. heard Danny but said not in RML, not in RML, and that's all that's all we care about. We don't care about the league. Yeah, exactly. This is like that's like saying, you know, it's an alternate reality. This is our this is our real life. So, yeah, you can't you can't say you won an AFL championship or something or, you know, a XFL. Yeah. <laughs> I won the I won the championship in the Canadian Football League, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's so, got to win now. It's, I mean, yeah, this season for sure is up and, there. He needs, you know, he's well, got to prove himself, especially not with BLD, you know, being in the league. So, you know, he's got one less guy that had his number. I feel like he could beat Sar for sure. Mm-hmm. He can, I know he can beat you and Tillman. He can. I'm not saying he will. Those are, I think, honestly, those will be tougher games for him than Sar, in my opinion. You, because you, you know, you guys have played a lot, and you know him so well. And Tillman obviously just is really good at competing with anybody. Uh, I so. mean, week two he did lose to Sarf fifty-two to thirty-one. Let a fifty-two points to Sarf in the yeah, Saints. That so is, you know, but and also it's but just, I was kind of Omar Payne. It's impossible to stop. Yeah, him. but and saw, I was kind of so one of the points I was going to make was even though the Giants are the three seed in twelve and three, I think the most pressure is on Weasel. Because he knows everybody's gonna be clowning on him when he loses. When he loses in the playoffs this year, the memes are gonna be endless, and he's gonna be roasted. He has he hasn't was it not was his overall ninety overall team 
and yeah, you know, you got over 90 overall players, 11 of them. It's just like, how do you not win? And he, it's not like he's bad. You know, it's not like Tendi has his roster. Weasel is a good player. So the pressure is on Weasel to win yep. the Super Bowl this year. But the that, thing is, and that's when you're playing the best of the best, and I obviously ha- can't really speak because I don't have that experience yet, but you can't make mistakes, and that's really uh, that's, that's what that's it comes biggest, down to. That's the biggest thing. That is the big, that's the thing I focus on. Like regular season games, I'll make and you, mistakes. And you, and you, but you focus almost too much on it, right? And then you start to play conservative. Oh, like my, and my hands. starts to get in your head. You don't even know. Exactly. In the, play, in the playoff games, my hands literally are shaking. Like exactly, I can't, see, yeah. I can't feel my hand. Like I've gotten better the more I play playoff games, but it's still this unique feeling you get when you're playing a playoff game because yeah, you know, I have played like, playoff games because not this well, year, but, but yeah, it's, I know, you know what you mean. I like know. I, I feel like Armel is a little bit different, more competitive this, this Madden a little bit in a yeah. way. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, but, it's because you're good and you're actually no, no. But feel I feel like way. like because the, the amount of activity we have from everybody, you know, True. getting no sims, no force wins, everybody's still playing all their games. Um. But you just like in the in the playoffs, like you if you're losing, like you know you're gonna see those crying Jordan memes in the chat, and everybody's gonna like the data leagues update when it comes out after the playoffs and stuff, and it just you're just gonna get roasted, especially if it's like somebody you have a rivalry with, blah blah, blah. all the fun stuff in playoffs. Damn, we were talking about this for a, while, a long time, and yep. uh, so I kind of this kind of actually helps. So uh, I think that's enough for Weasel. We're talking about Weasel for an hour now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think there's definitely a split in the NFC playoffs and the top three teams are better than the bottom three teams by a good margin. I feel like you in, think? in both rosters and users, not to say that they won't be beat, but when I'm looking at this saints, Seahawks and giants are on another tier. I feel like from the lions, Cowboys and Buccaneers. And I know, yeah, that's- I think they're, they're definitely up on a tier. I don't think it's as big a gap as you may think, no, or yeah. some may think I'm not saying that, but I, I think, think, I think the NFC is, Right now, it's as, and uh, it just seems like they're all so good. There's six teams in the playoffs, and all six of those teams, I feel like, all deserve to be there, and all are the best teams mm-hmm. in NFC. It's like if you made a list of one through sixteen in the AFC and NFC, it would probably be in that exact order: like Saints one, Seahawks two, Giants three. And then four, five, six probably could be switched around. I think I even had those all those in our <laughs> in our rankings in the, in almost that exact order with maybe Doe and Danny thrown in, you know. So yeah. and it literally it played out almost the, you know the exact same way. And we haven't even you know that was way before any of any of the final records. So I agree with you. They're definitely a, a tier above. But like you said, I don't think it's like a you know a given that they're gonna always win those games i feel like you know you are have a better track record of beating people in big games than i think monkey does so I, i'm not uh, he, he's all he's I all one in playoffs. i don't think monkey yeah i don't think monkey's gonna i mean he, uh, he, I don't. he can step it up sometimes but i just haven't seen enough to where he is gonna step it up this is the first time he's making playoffs since season one and yeah. he's own one in a playoffs in man 20 and that one loss came against me week one when james yeah. I mean, season one when James White put him in the spin cycle. Yeah, uh, and, and in in games that have mattered this year, you know, he's also you know had a little little bit of a suspect game, even against me. You know, it wasn't that big of a game, but you know, it wasn't a very well played game by him um, or me, of course. But he still won. But, but. Uh, 
So I, I, obviously, I'm I'm playing monkey. I'm locked into four seed. Monkey's. I think he's locked into five seed now, unless Weasel chokes. Yeah. I think. Um, no, I, I, they'd be able no, to he, he for, Yeah, he clinched. He he clinched. Yeah. yeah, he clinched. So, before, clinched so Lions and Cowboys definitely playing. That's locked in. So monkey versus Brad. That's and, rematch, uh, rematch of uh, season one, right? Yeah, season one playoffs. Wild card yep. weekend again. Matt, uh, we're going to have to whip out the old, uh, yeah, the old spin cycle meme. That's yeah. trophy. Well, that's, uh, I, I made that. That was fun. Yeah. But, and, uh, and honestly, this this time i am not feeling confident right now my team is not playing well lately uh my defense usually been at the top of the league the first half of the season and something happened after i played saints and weasel back to back and my team has been on a skid my defense my run defense has not been as good as it usually is and i'm just not playing well i think i gotta i'm definitely gonna draw on board board a lot this week before the playoffs start i'm gonna have some i'm just gonna go back and I don't know, change something up because whatever I'm doing is not working too much uh, lately. But I can't say I'm feeling too confident in this game. But I still obviously believe that I can beat Monkey and I will beat Monkey. But I can't predict that I'm going to win because I'm not feeling too confident. But hopefully it's just a close game and who knows, anything can happen. That's where I stand on that. Yeah, well, you'll have your... um... Your coveted home field advantage. Yeah, Want to talk about that? It's gonna be. That yeah. I think. Co- co- I Give think me your argument for your, your why home field advantage your, matters. Your longtime listeners, uh, well, know that we've had this argument before when Weasel was a guest. But Cody does not believe that home field advantage matters at all in the playoffs. Or well, I guess I game. wouldn't know. I wouldn't well, know. Yeah, you wouldn't so. know. But I feel home field advantage matters so much, especially because I'm in a dome. But that's you just not like seeing, yeah, you just like you just like the comfort of being in your well, stadium because no, you but, you know but, what it looks like, but, but you don't actually, really see anything. No, but right? the thing is, like if I play at Dallas, I I hate Dallas and Indianapolis because the the light, the sun goes through the, the windows. Sun, yeah, that it, but you don't, it like, you don't shit see out of anything. Me. No, it it does annoy Different. me when I when I play Vikings all the time in in Minneapolis. Super finicky with that it's stuff. Just, it just it makes it. I'm so much more comfortable playing in Detroit playing at home and you know it's nice to get the fans a treat and have a home game because it's the last it's the last home game of the year because i'm the four seed i can't play another home game i'll take things no one has ever said alex uh i just feel more comfortable in detroit (laughs) that's good that's a good one that might be the best joke we've had in podcast yes ever legend that was good (laughs) but uh, so uh while we're talking about the games i'm pretty sure Pretty much Giants and Bucks looks like it's probably going to happen. Three versus six. Weasel could sneak into a two seed somehow. Uh, I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is there. Let's just assume uh, that it probably stays. Probably Giants, Bucks. Uh, I don't know. Have they? Oh, yeah. Kunk only has played Weasel once, I believe, way back in season one, in a regular season, and he lost. But that, <laughs> that's it. Only matchup. They have not faced in the playoffs. Uh, what do we think of that matchup? Uh, I see blowout Weasel. For me, Weasel wins blowout. I think I, Kunk yeah. hasn't really showed that he's the same since the early on that he was season two or whatever when he went fourteen and two. I, but I, even then, he didn't do that well in the playoffs. I, I agree completely. But Kunk was—I don't know what happened to him this year, but he was not on the level of like he was like last year or the year before. Like he just let up fifty-nine points to Dogfather. Fifty-nine yeah, in a blowout. Yeah, that Weasel, was. Weasel could probably score hundred on him if he plays the same way. Yeah, that just yeah, that one kind of struck me as, I don't yeah, I don't know what happened if How he just that, like three hundred twenty five yeah. touchdowns, 
passing yards against him. He didn't like nothing. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins had 233 receiving yards, four touchdowns that game. Yeah, uh, I, don't yeah know. I just I don't really see it being that that competitive. I mean, yeah, Weasel's just he's really strong, really good, and he's not going to let Kunk play mind games or do anything really get anything going and he's not going to be able to stop him if he can't stop, you know, guys like that. So yeah, I would, I would put heavy money on, on weasel on that. Yeah, then, so, then, then we'll see weasel versus Tillman. If that's the case in the the next round, well, probably, unless the, and then the winner changes, of you guys, yeah. Unless, and then the winner of you and monkey versus Sarve. So and I beat Sarve in a regular season. So if I can get yeah. this monkey, then who knows what can happen. Then you'll but... maybe play weasel or Tillman. Yeah. We don't need to do a whole prediction. Yeah, no, so I just wanted to do, I was going to get to that. Uh, well, let's just pick NFC and AFC champion, who's going to be in the Super Bowl and Super Bowl champion, maybe. Okay. Let's make, make it simple because we're, you know, yeah. we're running pretty late. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's start. AFC, I got, I'm going to take Doe again. I think Doe will get back this year. And then uh, I'm saying Tillman out of the NFC. Although, you know what? Oh, man. I kind of do want to pick Weasel, actually, but just for the sake of... I, I mean, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say Weasel. Weasel, so Weasel, Weasel versus Doe. Weasel uh, versus Doe. The, the salt after Giants that game. Colts. The salt after... Oh, Colts it's going to be legendary. Oh, my God. It'll be amazing. And, all right. So my picks. I'm going to go AFC, Oakland Raiders. I think I feel like Danny's playing a little bit of a chip on his shoulder this year. Something, I don't know what it is, it just because he hasn't won, or people are kind of getting on his back and stuff. I think, oh, he, he did win season two. That's in the false, but he didn't win last year, and he was upset. Um, I'm going to go with Danny. Like, a part of me kind of wants to pick Bundy, but I right. have to see him play in the playoffs. Like, yeah. he has not been there yet. It's True. a different animal. Like, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the championship game, but to have, like, can, I can't even imagine Bundy in the Super Bowl. Like it just is oh, unfathomable. Man. I would, yeah, that would be a sight to see. Uh, yeah, I, psh, got me there. Who's your NFC? NFC, I'm gonna go with the New Orleans Saints. Omar Payne and is just unstoppable. Good, yeah. It's just it's very hard to stop him. And even if you have like he Saints, literally Raiders rematch, you literally have two guys on him, and he spins out of it. With like ease, and it's it just is. there's nothing, there's literally nothing you could do. You can spam X all you want. You can yeah. just stick or there's nothing you can do. I don't like that. There should be there should be defenders should be able to. Yeah, there like should be a there should be it, something if you could time it or something. Yeah, like you I, have I do, to like literally, think, and then sometimes you'll like pause and like hesitate to go to make him so he doesn't cut, and then he'll just keep running because he's got 95 speed. I, I do think you can do. I do think if you have an X factor or superstar like Rudy Ford has, which is like a better tackler or whatever. I think that does make a little bit of a difference, but he's still gotten spun out before. Yeah, because, yeah, it's a dice roll. It's literally, you just have a better, a better and, and odds. That, that's that's the thing. As much, I think abilities have been a, a net positive for Madden, but there are definitely flaws with them, and they need to be refined. Yeah, and the fact that you can't of, lose them is the number one yeah. flaw, of course. But, yeah. Okay, so Saints, Raiders, and... For me, is Colts Giants, so both so have different, different ones. Who do you got? Let's want to pick a winner. Might as well pick a winner if we're gonna do uh, that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Saints. Saints. Uh, I'm saying Doe wins it all. Doe get, gets his first Colts. All right, well, you heard for it here the, for the memes. The Giants. Yeah. The I Giants losing. I can't wait for that. 
Oh, you kind of want to tap it now. Do you think it would be worse if Weasel loses the first round? Or do you think, like, you know, like the divisional round? Or do you think it would be worse if he loses the Super Bowl? Oh. Uh, actually, the first round, if he loses to Conk, it'd be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> I would say that might be a little bit worse. But getting to the Super Bowl is a pretty big deal. So, I mean, he'd have to at least beat one really good team. So, um, yeah, I would say losing the first round would probably be a little worse. But it's going to hurt a lot worse for him if he loses the Super Bowl. All right, so I think that pretty much sums up the playoff summary. Before we get into our big announcement, uh, do you, is anybody in the NFC non-playoff picture that you want to talk about yourself or uh, anything eh, else? I'm just doing my own thing, still struggling. <laughs> Hopefully finish above yeah. 500 again. But, uh, yeah, it's just been an up and down. It's been tough. I, I, I got a nice win against Bundy this year, um, but not a whole lot has gone my way. Yeah, I, just, a... I just haven't had a lot of good wins. Yeah. I, beat, I beat most of the teams that I should beat, and I just don't beat anyone else. So I, I, I know what I have to do. I know the work I have to put in. But, yeah, I just uh, just haven't been as focused, I feel like. But overall, yeah, I mean, I'm still having fun. It's I, I still play. I don't think I've missed a game in two or maybe three seasons now i feel like so i mean I've yeah i don't think i don't think i've missed a single game actually now that you're saying that yeah that's how much of no life i have but it, yeah it's pretty impressive with you know having still schedules and stuff but it, it, it i'm really been impressed with this league and just how, oh, it's just how been, it's been strong it's been crazy going it's seasons. like like every week we don't we barely have to set forces it's amazing and it's like season four this is about the time people start to drop off i'm getting a little bit worried about it but people are still playing their games at a ridiculous pace, and I hope it continues. And hopefully this helps you guys stay motivated, get mentioned on the podcast and stuff like that. And uh, just quickly, yeah. quick note, damn, there are a lot of bad teams in NFC this year, looking at the records. Yeah. Uh, a lot of bad, bad teams. And sorry if you, we didn't name you guys tonight. We try to name as many people as we can in each podcast because we know how much you guys love being, you know, having your names heard or said or whatever. Um, but you know, maybe off season we'll do a quick podcast or something. Go off season breakdown. You know, we'll figure out something. Yeah, probably everybody. Uh, so now, yes. should we get to the special announcement time? Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because we didn't <coughs> say anything about it at the beginning. I forgot. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we should. Maybe we should edit in a uh, yeah a pre thing <laughs> for a special announcement. Well, here's a special announcement that I teased y'all with. All right. Cheese and Chowder presents the Season 5 Reddit Madden League RML Fantasy League. Yes. Yes, sir. This is happening. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't that excited for it. Who cares? I am. It's. I think it's a very cool thing that we're going to do. Um, basically, here's how it's going to go. Cheese and Chowder will present and host a RML Fantasy League. So this is a fantasy league, not not a, not a Madden league. This is a fantasy football league, consisting of RML users, and they will draft and own or you know do fantasy stuff with RML players. So players in the RML league in the video game. So here's how it's going to work. Every member. Every current RML, all 32 of us, have the option to opt in. You don't have to do it. It's not required. If you don't care, you don't want to do it, then don't say anything. You don't have to do it. 
we're also obviously going to mention this because not we know not every single person listens so we'll probably do a, a mention eventually a gourd alert or something uh, about it so every every person is invited and anyone can play it's free for everyone so no money no donations needed there will be a prize i'll get to that at the end um it'll be four players so everyone gets four total players and it'll be a random draft order and a snake draft so you know it's fair it'll be you know first round one through 32 or however many teams we have and then obviously the next round will be the switch you know everyone knows how snake works so that for four total rounds so everyone gets four players and there will be a roster thing so you have to have minimum guys so it's going to be you have to draft one quarterback you have to draft one running back and then you have to draft two flex players whether it's running back wide receiver or tight end and then the well, scoring well one mention, one important thing i believe that you didn't mention uh I believe we're going to enact a rule that you cannot own your own players. Oh, yeah, correct. So, yes, big rule. Uh, And we'll have all these written out for you eventually, but we just want to announce them now. You cannot draft a player that is on your team. And I'm just thinking of this. If you trade for a player in your fantasy league or that's on your fantasy team, you will have to drop that player. But so either or you can just drop out whatever, you know. I mean, obviously Madden takes place. Madden takes precedent, so you know we'll we'll figure it out from there. This isn't going to be like a super huge, serious thing. So obviously we'll have some workarounds if we need to. But the idea is we don't want people spamming guys to try to win the league or anything like that. <laughs> Even though you know people, people are just, still doing it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It. I was going to say. It. <laughs> All right, the scoring will be pretty standard. Um, it's going to be PPR just because. Um, there's so many good running backs that perform super well. And so we want to, you know, be able to get some good receivers in there to kind of make up for that. Um, so regular one point for 10 yards, rushing or receiving six points for a touchdown, rushing and receiving for passing. We'll do, you know, regular four points for a hundred yards. So each 25 yards is a point, uh, a touchdown pass is four points. And then a pick is negative two points. Uh, and then it's not going to be like a week to week, uh, matchup type thing. Cause that's way too difficult, obviously to put together. It's just going to be an entire season long standings for everybody. So whoever has the most points at the end will win it all. And the, uh, so I'll have like a spreadsheet that everyone can look at and it'll be updated around once a week, maybe more depending on how quickly it takes and how many people there are. And the prize hasn't been official yet, but we're thinking somewhere around a $30, $30 or $40 gift card of your choosing, depending on how many people. If there's more people, then maybe I'll we'll, we'll increase the amount of money. Um, but we feel like that's a pretty decent... I mean, it's only going to take a few weeks, guys. Like, season five, you know, I don't, we, get, we get a season done in what, like, a, five, month, a month, five weeks, yeah, five a month weeks, and another so. month, and yeah, pretty much five yeah, weeks, four, four and a half, five weeks. So, yeah, it's not going to take that long. So I mean, it's, it's only it's only four players. It's not going to be. It's for it's commitment you know, for season season five. Yeah, you don't have to you know do much. And then the only other thing is, um, we may allow people to do a waiver pickup 
for injuries or other purposes and stuff like that. But all the rules and everything will be, you know, placed out. And um, this will start in the off season of this current season. So in once playoffs, what was that? The entire week, a week or week or so from now. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll start basically in the off season of season five. But we'll we'll start asking people when they want to. Or if they, you you can tell us whenever if you want to join. Uh, I just think it's gonna be really fun and something to kind of keep people interested. And you know, it's kind of like a prediction type thing with um with andy's pizza stuff i'm sure he'll still be doing that but this is a little something extra that we're doing uh me and brad i don't know if you're planning on i don't think i asked you but i'm i'm planning on being in so oh um, definitely it was cheese and chowder sponsored yeah, of course we're gonna be, be in, in it. it yeah yeah so yeah. we're both gonna be in it even though i'm probably gonna be the one giving the prize <laughs> so i'll just <laughs> give it to myself but it's fine um but yeah uh, good luck to everyone. I hope everyone uh, oh. joins and we all have a, a nice fun. And Omar Payne goes number one for sure. <laughs> well, maybe uh, I'll buy you the gift cards since you can actually win something for once and sponsor oh. things. Burn. You burn me. <laughs> maybe season five, it'll motivate me. Maybe well, we... you'll, you should draft my player because I'm going to be extra good. Mm. I'll see <laughs> no. it when I believe it. I yeah. believe when I see it. I am talking backwards. I've been up since like 7 this morning, and I'm starting to feel the effects of it, and I have to get up at 7 again tomorrow. So Well, nobody knows what time we're recording yeah. this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so hopefully you guys join the Fantasy League. I, I, I don't really know how many members we still have that were in it. Like, we did a Fantasy League way back, like OG days. Like, I think we were still on PS3. I think maybe Andy, Akers, and maybe one other person was in that remembered that time um but it's gonna be something similar maybe this will be a complete bust who knows uh but hopefully you guys give it a shot and we'll see how it goes and that's it and this is one juicy podcast yeah it's pretty meaty uh been pretty fun yeah it wasn't that long actually well but we got Uh, the interview yep stay tuned yeah we do have uh interview with mr ryan uh and you guys know him by snorts, the owner of the New England Patriots. Uh, not Robert Kraft, but a much better owner. And yeah, so stick around well, for that. I, I think I think I've heard snorts has been known to go into massage parlors before. Oh, he definitely has. Yeah, he definitely. That <laughs> snorts is definitely one to partake in the uh, the Vietnamese part. Uh, what are they called? Or Korean? I don't remember. That's that's racist. Some Asian. Some Asian. That's massage racist. parlors. <laughs> Now, now, we, def- now we definitely sued. can't have sponsors. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> yep. Now we definitely can't have sponsors, and we're gonna get a cease and desist from the Patriots. All right. Well, it's been fun, you guys. Uh, this is the last episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, stay tuned for um, more announcements on the RML uh, Fantasy League, and then stay tuned on this for in a few seconds uh, to listen to our little conversation with. Ryan, it's a, it's actually a very interesting conversation, and I think it's probably, uh, probably, one of our best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably one of the best interviews we've done, and uh, I hope you, I hope everybody tunes in to the playoffs. I love when we get like ten plus viewers on a game. It makes me so happy that like people are actually like interested in watching the game. And let's not have as much drama as we had last year in the playoffs, and uh, just hopefully the best team wins. And everyone wear shoes, keep your toes safe. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. All right, Brad, it's been fun. We'll, right. we'll check you guys out next time. Uh, this has been episode 17, Cheese and Chowder, the Arma podcast. So long. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another uh, interview as part of the Cheese and Chowder Arma podcast. Uh, with me, uh, I'm your host, Cody, and with me is Brad, as always, and our guest today is the one and only Snorts, longtime RMLer. How are we doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well, boys. How's Brad and uh, Cody doing? It's good to be on here. It's uh, been a long time. I've been wanting to get on here. Uh, I'm all right. I've been. Uh, I've seen better days from before when you beat my ass, but we'll get into that in this interview. <laughs> yeah, we're all doing pretty good here. Um, you know, having some struggles here and there, but it's been a fun season. It's been a fun Madden 20 cycle, so can't complain. Um, yeah, good to have you on, man. This has uh, been a long time coming, and uh, it's always good to have a chat with you. Um, obviously, you're one of the most respected and liked people in the league so for sure a lot of people want to tune in to hear what you have to say yeah i appreciate that i uh joined an rml i don't know how many uh, two mans ago i believe it was and uh been with it ever since man and uh and i've enjoyed the league got a lot of good relationships met a lot of good people and enjoy enjoy the league a lot and uh and for Madden 20, it's been a uh, it's kind of been a roller coaster ride for me. Started out with the Redskins, and uh, and traded a lot of good pieces away. Um, didn't do so hot, and then uh, you know started out really bad, um, and then got an opportunity to move to the Patriots. And that division, the NFC East division. I mean, you've got you've got a monkey weasel. It was it was a tough division. I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into, but you, you know, if you gotta you gotta beat the best to be the best. So it was a challenge for me. But I think I think for me, trading away pieces, I've learned I've learned my lesson. One thing I've learned, I think, the most is not to not trading away pieces. And uh, I'm always a nice guy trading away all the good pieces and. Uh, mm -hmm. I've realized that's probably not the the route to go. So, uh, I think there's a lot of things we can jump off of there. But one thing that uh, I'm thinking of is you j obviously Weasel and Monkey are on a different level. But apparently, you found yourself in an elite division again because Bundy and Motherload are at the top of the division, top of the AFC. Bundy is at 12 and three, Motherload at 10 and five, and uh, Bill is 10 and five. So, how are you coping with the division this year being such a powerhouse? Oh, I think I think this year's been a struggle. I um, I think that uh, this year, last year, I, I just got a rhythm. I, I got some. I got that rookie running back. I, I did well with him, and, and just everything was clicking. Um, Mudlow's always been a challenge for me, and and Bundy's always been a good player, and they're just elevating their game to another level. So it's always fun playing playing up to your competition, but. Uh, for me, it's, it's sticking with, with, you know, my draft picks, sticking with the young guys and, and developing and, and adding some veterans. So for me, it's just getting the, the right gameplay and and, uh, and trying to be focused and not, not you know, losing losing my focus early in the game mm -hmm. when I'm down 10 points or 20 points. Well, that's a good segue. Um, like, how, I wanted to know, like, how has it been coaching Michael Winters? He's kind of come out of nowhere. He was a second-round draft pick last year. He set the world on fire. 
had like 1,800 yards, I believe, uh, season, in the first season he was here. And now he's having, he was hurt, I believe, beginning of this season. But again, he had 200 yards against me. Um, how has it been? Like, what kind of guy is he? And how has he been as a coaching he's him? Been, uh, he's been fun to coach. He came in. I um, David Johnson went out with an injury. So he stepped up and didn't really know what, what we had with him. I, I knew he had some good some good attributes, some some good speed and excel, but he's a rookie and so I figured I'd throw him in that in that spot and he just he just ran with it and, and we never looked back. David Johnson never never saw the field again after uh after his rookie year. He just explodes through the hole. Um he can run outside, inside. He's got the burst. He can he can juke people out. Um, it's been fun. It's been really fun. I think that's a big part of my success, you know, as a as a coach, is being able to have a player like that that can do all that. So yeah, it's really helped me out to open up my my passing game. So it's been fun. Been really fun um, having him on the team. Did he uh, did he start off as a superstar? Do you remember if he or did he did he get a dev upgrade? No, he he started off. I believe he was just normal. I think he was only normal or star. But I because I I, I hit so many of his uh, his accomplishments, and I hit you know player of the week, and I hit so many yards that he went up went up fast. He went up to to um, star and superstar within within the same year, I believe it was, and and so he just kept getting getting upgrades left and right, and and he's been. He's been hurt. The problem with him is his durability. He's been a little mm-hmm. rough. He's he's been having a challenge finishing games this year. He usually gets hurt um, second or third quarter of the game because I think I'm I'm utilizing him too much. I need to I need to focus on on not utilizing him as much as I do. But yeah, the first season, yeah, he had like I think almost 360 carries alone. So yeah. that probably put some stamina or put some toll on his body. But he also only has 88 injuries, so you're probably lucky he didn't get injured very much in the first season but um yeah it came back to bite you a little bit in the second season but yeah i mean it's impressive alone that you were able to get him up to superstar and, and he's already at an 88 overall um which is crazy for a, a running back in their second season so obviously that monster of a first season you had with him was uh very helpful in developing him especially because you know winning definitely helps develop players but also just performing well so you know at least you got one of the two going. <laughs> yeah, that that season I finished. Um, I think I finished. Uh, it was a, a six battle. and ten. Close. Yeah, six was, and ten. You were yeah, within one. It was a battle for. Yeah, it was a battle. That that was a fun. That was a fun end of the season with with Bundy, myself, Motherload, and uh, the Bills. Man, they we all were were jockeying for position. That was actually the funnest part of uh, funnest I'm having. I'm really you know I'm really having fun fun with this team. I'm having fun again and. That's the main focus I'm trying to do. You know, I I know I'm not one of the elite players, but but I think if I keep playing hard and I keep learning and I and I get, I scheme better and I can have the right players, I think I think you know maybe next man cycle or end of this man cycle, I might be able to uh, you know get better. So I think that's a great attitude to have, and I think a lot of the the lower team teams right now should have that attitude. Like the skill gap obviously is pretty large in RML. There are a lot of elite talents in RML that will like run the table in other leagues. RML has really evolved into this league full of guys that are just really good at Madden. And I think like the more you play, the better you get. And you know, you start to play those good teams over and over again and you start to learn from them. Like personally, I learned a lot from BLD 
and because we've matched up in some big games and playoffs and stuff and I got my ass beat by him a ton of times but I've learned so much in BLD and like I was just thinking the other day like my user game is on another level because of him because I've watched his games and what he played against him and I've seen what he did so I think you have to take these things from these elite teams that you play and then apply them to your your game but like the the main point of RML is to have fun and I hope that everybody's having fun and I've heard some people were kind of drifting a little bit and you know getting tired of losing and stuff but just keep your head in like you know I wasn't I I didn't expect to make the playoffs every single season this year so far but I I used to be awful and you know just keep grinding and just eventually you'll get there so I like the attitude yeah yeah Brad I think I think you hit on the head I think I think you've taken a a big jump I've been in this league with you for for a long time and I've seen I've seen a big jump in in your game um this man cycle I think uh huge jump I mean me and you would would battle that out for you know and you'd always be beating me and uh and uh when we were you know last mad 19 and and so this year you've really taken a huge leap and that shows that hey you put your mind into it you stay focused and and hey I'm not I'm not gonna win every game but I think if you stay focused you're always gonna you're always gonna get better and and that's the main goal is to get better and have fun um should be the main goal well, since we're talking about you guys, um, let's talk about that game that you guys had that we mentioned before. Um, it was, I think, a few weeks ago now, um, four or five weeks ago uh, in Madden. But it was Patriots at Lions, or Patriots against the Lions. And, yeah, we talked about it. Uh, blowout win for the Patriots. Um, just looking at the stats lines here, Andrew Luck had a nice chunk of yardage, 381 yards. Two touchdowns, but he did throw seven picks. Man, seven picks, uh, 11 for 27 uh, completions. So pretty rough passing day for Brad there. Um, do you remember if you did anything special or was Brad just not making good reads or what were you doing? I don't know. I, I came out, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I know Brad's having a good year and, and I, you know, I, I wanted to use winners. I know he's probably going to try to shut him down. I mean, most guys now are, are realizing kind of I'm run first past second. And so I, I think he was wanting to stop him and uh, you know, he did stop him for the most part. I think he did, but I think, I think those seven turnovers, if I remember right, my coverage, I mean, I don't know if I was calling the right coverages or, or making the right adjustments uh, on the defense, but it seemed like every ball he was passing was getting picked off, and 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 usually that never happens. I mean, that's you know you, you get knocked away, or or he'll have a 50-50 ball he'll get. But it seemed like Marcus Peters had had uh, had some interceptions on the you know on the sideline that were were really good. I mean, just just it just seemed like nothing was going right for Brad, and you know I've been there before, so I I understand that. It just seemed like everything was going right for me. Yeah, Peters ended four. the game with four interceptions. Pretty impressive there. Um, and just a comment on Brad. Generally, what I've seen is when he's losing or when he's down, he definitely tries to force the ball a little bit too much, and I think that's probably what happened. Um, but let's um, – well, speaking uh, of Winters, um, you said uh, he kind of held you in check, which he did up until that big run late in the game that kind mm-hmm. of yeah. – They opened the up the gates, yeah. And according to Madden, by the way, that was a 100-yard run. So you, you were basically touching the goal line. Should have been a safety, apparently. But, uh, yeah, basically a 99-plus-yard run to pretty much seal the game. 
I can't remember, Brad. Was that a was that a dive? Was that a counter? I can't remember. What no, place. it was it was up the so that's actually a good uh, segue again. Um, Cody and I were just talking about this pre-podcast that so Tendi had this theory before Madden Twenty came out. Uh, I think he got it from Madden, if I'm not if I'm if I'm not wrong. And it was this theory that O line does not matter. This Madden and Tendi drafted all fifty overall O lines and stuff. I mean, T- Tendi is a weird case because he probably would suck anyways, but. This game made me realize that good O-line does make a difference because that run, the 100-yard run, according to the leagues, I had four defensive linemen, all with very high block shutting up the middle, and they got absolutely no push. And it just opened up a ton of field for Winters right up the middle. I'm pretty sure it was a dive or an ISO, something like that. And uh, the O-line just gave him all the room he needs. And I think that's also a, good, a big contribution to Winters' success is having a good O-line like you have, mostly on the right side, but the rest of your O-line is not bad at all. So, point is, I believe O-line does matter to at least some extent in this Madden, and you can see the difference in the gameplay when you're playing against a good O-line. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you may, you know, we didn't talk about, but I think you, you're dead on. I, I think uh, when I when I took over the Patriots, they had a, they had a pretty good uh, O-line, and I got a right tackle uh, in a trade. I've been drafting. I've been. I've always kind of focused on it. Most people uh, don't think it matters. I, I believe it matters. I feel it matters, and, and I think I've seen that with winner success. I don't think that's just his ability, but I think it's the guys up front making holes and and taking care of defense linemen and linebackers. So for me, I think I think offensive line does matter. I mean, for my game, it, it matters. For somebody that that passes is pass heavy. Maybe not so much, but for for run, you know, for running, for running game, for sure, I think it's really it's helped me, and it showed me that that I think it really does matter, and and it's part of my success. Yeah, uh, another thing off of that, uh, just with with your success running the ball and things like that, uh, do you find that you the pass game is a little bit more open for you when you have like play action and stuff? So I mean, at least in that game, it seemed like. Yeah, it's a, a, a little bit of a deep threat going. You know, you know, you had a nice deep touchdown to James Washington. Um, or, you know, you talking about the one where yards. he trucked the same cornerback twice in one play? Uh, that might that might be the one. I'm not sure, but I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the stats. But in general, it seems like, um, and just logically, having establishing a solid run game um, would open up the pass game for play action and things like that. Are you trying to utilize that more in your game? Yeah, I think so. I think I think having that run, having them, you know, put uh, seven in the box or eight in the box, and 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 trying to stop uh, Winters, I think, has led to me making some some uh, decisions in my passing game and, and looking at their uh, their line and and their box and and playing me for the run. That's opened up some play action, some deep passes. I mean, I'm usually not a deep pass type of. Uh, owner but it has really opened up some uh, some opportunities so with that i mean everything everything goes together with it so um yeah i did have a couple of deep that one deep pass um to washington he's actually really come through as well um which i don't really draft heavy on on wide receivers but because I, I like to i like to run the ball i like to play ball control but He's he's come through this year as well. I think I think the team all together, and I've got some good young pieces on defense. I think I think the the future is bright in New England. I think next year will uh, I think will be a nice comeback year. 
Definitely. Nice. Um, all right. Let's, well, let's talk about what your future holds since we're going in that route. Um, this year, obviously, it has been a little bit of a disappointment. You started off, in my opinion, pretty strong. And, you know, you're four and six when you, after you beat Brad. And I thought that was going to kind of be a little bit of a turning point. But you've lost four in a row since then. Um, it, like you said, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I mean, obviously, that was a huge win. Um, I think we talked about this, that being one of your probably the biggest win of, in your Madden life or one of the biggest wins, especially now that Brad is actually, um, you know, a really good, you know, top 10, top 15 player or top five in some would argue. Um, so, I mean, a lot of us have had that. I, and I now have to include myself in that because I'm, you know, still on the edge um, in those big wins. And they obviously you feel like they're going to propel you forward. But, you know, in that situation, it doesn't always happen. Uh, but do you see yourself um, kind of improving and kind of um, competing more in the in the future seasons? Or I mean, obviously you, you'd hope that, but um, with your division being you know getting tougher, um, it might be a little bit more challenging for you. Are you up for that challenge? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, my my couple losses I've only lost. I think I lost to Seth by a point. Uh, that was mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and then last week I lost by two or three points. So my my losses are, are really tight. I mean, they're they've been really close usually. And I remember playing Seth. Um, what last year, man? Yeah, that was a one point game this year. Yeah, that was a that was a one point game. So that one, like I said, I've had a couple a couple losses that were really really tight that that could have won either way, but. Uh, but but being able to compete with with the likes of of the upper uh, upper echelon of of RML is 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 nice. It's nice to see that I I can you know you can do it. Anybody can do it. I mean you just gotta you gotta get the right team put together and and play your game. Um, I think the future is bright. I've got I've got really good young players on my defensive line. My my linebackers are really good, um, and I think my secondaries you know. Really good. I think I might need some help at, at cornerback in the off season, but all in all, I think uh, my team is is young and uh, it can only get better. I think winners will get better, and with that, the team will get better. And, and you know, I think everything starts in the trenches: defensive line, offensive line. I, I'm a big believer in, in in getting to the quarterback and also being able to push people away so my running back can get yards. So, I think the future's bright. Um, in New England, I, I think next year I, I'm gonna um, hopefully compete for for the title. It's my goal. My goal is always set high. I want to have a have a have a high goal and uh, high aspirations. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, yeah, to see you in the hunt for a playoff spot. I'd be um, definitely rooting for you there. But um, so, yeah, so looking at just in general the future and stuff. Uh, speaking of your past games, by the way, you, you did have some close ones. Uh, the Motherload specifically, you had a two-point loss and a seven-point loss. So, um, you know, those division games are obviously going to be, you know, really uh, crucial to your success. And I think once you kind of establish beating some of those guys a little bit, you'll be able to kind of make your way up in that division. But, um, yeah, it seems like you have kind of established uh, what you want to do moving forward. And um, like you said before, you were kind of lost trading away important pieces that maybe shouldn't have and things like that. And you seems like you've learned a little bit and you're, you're now you have more of a a sense of direction to where you want to go. And I think that's going to help you uh, for sure in the long run. Yeah, I I think um, 
I, I don't know. I think uh, getting rid of Barkley, getting rid of Montez Sweat. I mean, there were some players that that, that would have been uh, nice to build around. And 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 now that I've I've seen that, and I'm always the nice guy, man. I, you know, this is a game. This is something we enjoy. This is something that you know I enjoy after a hard day's work, uh, coming home and 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 mm-hmm. strapping it up and, and grabbing the controller and and playing. You know, playing one of the RML great owners and, and having fun, man, and, and learning, learning what I do wrong. What, what can I do better next time? How did I, you know, how did I beat him or why did I lose? So, I mean, we're all, we all got life. I mean, we all have uh, challenges. We have kids, we have jobs. Um, but I think for, for me, this is, this is something that I enjoy. This is something I can get away from, from all that and, and just pick up the controller and have fun. I wish uh, more people in the league would have that same attitude. And I think sometimes we get a little too serious in chat and stuff, and including myself. And yeah. uh, obviously, rivalries are fun and stuff. Sometimes we get a little out of hand in RML. Um, but I think we've been we've done a good job handling it this year. You but, find out pretty quickly that it is a dog eat dog league <laughs> still. And you know we all want it to be you know very friendly and easygoing and just chill, but. It's a very competitive league, and that's what happens when you have a bunch of guys who have been playing each other for a really long time. You're going to have those rivalries, and you're going to have people who, you know, especially in a, I feel like it's a pretty prestigious league. So when you do win, and when you get those big wins, and if, you know, you can eventually call yourself champion, you know, it's a pretty big deal to a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, some people don't have the same mindset and attitude, and they'll step on whoever to get to the top, which, you know, more power to them, but yeah, there's, um, you know, gotta, you gotta find your place, I guess, and um, figure out what you gotta do to make the next step. Yeah, and uh, you know, this isn't a money league. You're just playing for a helmet on daddy leagues and the bragging rights. You know, like there's not yeah. nothing large at stake. But I love the competitive attitude that the league has brought, and everybody is so competitive. I do like that aspect, but sometimes it can get a little out of hand. But let's all just be like snorts. Yep. Just good games all around. Good luck rest of the year. Yep. Always. You you can always bet on that from Snorts. He's uh, one of a kind, man. Um, All right. Well, last thing I want to talk about is um, you're playing the NFC North, and you and me have a nice little showdown uh, coming up uh, in a a few hours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we haven't played very much in Madden 20, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Always enjoy our our bouts, and uh, I think... It should be a, a good one, I think, with both of us not being as uh, as good as we thought we would be, probably in Madden 20. Uh, I feel like we, both of us kind of feel like we have something to prove in this game, maybe to each other. So, I think so. I, I've always enjoyed, yeah, I've always enjoyed playing you, Cody and and Brad. Likewise, um, we were in the, I believe we were in the same division in in 19, weren't we, Cody? Um. Yeah, uh, no. NFC uh, West, right? Weren't you guys, were you in the NFC West? Sports? I was the Rams. Who were you? Yeah, I, now I can't remember. Can't remember. I thought we were. Yeah, the you were the Seahawks. Team. Yeah, you were the Seahawks. Yeah, I was the Seahawks. Yeah, so yeah. we were. Yeah, we had a lot of yeah. battles, man. Yeah, so. much much different now. Yeah, now being in opposite conferences, only get to play each other once every four seasons. Um, yeah. Well, except when you were the Redskins. I think so. I think I played you once this Madden, and I think that's it. So that's this will be the yeah. second time this Madden. So. But yeah, yeah so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, it, it's different. You know, I play differently. You play. Everybody kind of evolves. I mean, that's that's Madden. That's yeah. You should be doing. You should be evolving. You should be doing something different. You should, 
look at what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and, and change, you know, um, change what you're doing wrong and keep doing what you're doing right. So playing you here in a few hours will be fun because I, I haven't played you for a long time. So you've, you've changed a lot. I've changed a lot. And that's, that's the best part of it is, 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 is playing you again. And cause we played so much back yeah. in 19, you got to just get used to how somebody plays. Yeah. And so. you start to, and you kind of can see, you know, cause you know, you, you can kind of predict is what a lot of it is, is trying to figure out what they're going to do. But now that, you know, we have changed, it's going to be interesting to see how we kind of react to each other. And also, um, yeah, like it's, it's hard. I feel like it's going to be hard for me to kind of see where you're going because you, you know, it feels like you are a different player and that's a, a compliment. It's a good thing. Cause you know, at least now I feel like you're way more competitive. Um, and then maybe some of the other times we played, I feel like you definitely have a much better chance of beating me than before. <laughs> Yeah, I think any given any given Sunday, any given Sunday, Cody. I think just. I mean, you've proven it with Brad, so and he, you know, I, I, I didn't. I've lost two games to Brad this season, so (laughs) I, you, you've done something I can't haven't done in a a while. So, um, (laughs) you know, good on you for that. I'll have to I'll have to talk to you in the DMs and find out how you did that because I'm gonna gonna need some of that. I'm gonna need some of that magic uh, in season five and and so on forward because uh no. this is the fourth straight year that i've not won the <laughs> nfc north and, and i'm gonna not miss the playoffs. playoffs so i'm gonna have to do something different all right well it's been a pleasure having you snorts uh always great talking to you man um good luck the rest of the season and yeah any final words you want to say to all the no, I just want to thank all of RML. I know, I know it is. Uh, it's it's kind of like family, you know. It's, it's I've been in, in that league, and and the same people have been in it. Not a lot of turnover. We've had a little bit, but you know, all in all, we've had the same guys in it for a long time, and feel like you know we're family, and and we are competitive, man. There's a which is good. I, I love the competitive attitude because if it's just we're just hanging out and having fun. You know, that could only last so long. But, uh, you know, I, I love RML. I, I don't plan on leaving ever. Uh, it's probably one of the, the the leagues I'll be a part of for a long, long time, as long as it's around and we're still going. And anything I can do to make it make it a better league is is what I've, what I've always tried to do. And, and you'll push the league to, to new levels. So hopefully we can look at, uh, you know, pushing it to new levels as well. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, stay t- or listen next time whenever we have the next episode. Um, as always, um, keep it fresh, you know. Peace out. Cheese and chowder.